What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. Today's episode, I am breaking down the simplest path. Noticed I said simple, not easy. The simplest path to losing 20 pounds. It doesn't have to be your goal. It's just a number. But I'm going to show you and tell you exactly how I would get there if that was my goal currently or if I had any weight loss goals, which I do. I have a little bit of body comp that I'd like to occur, what I'd like to happen. It's, it's, it's coming along. I'm going to give you my blueprint if I had a goal of losing 20 pounds or 50 pounds or 100 pounds, but I just picked a number. We're going to go with 20. That seems to be a good starting point. Anyway, the reason why I say it's simple and not easy is because most people will process this and they'll ignore it because it's not extreme enough. It's not fancy enough. It's not sexy enough. Guess what? It works. And it's the most effective way to do it because it's sustainable and it'll actually last. So I should say the caveat here is if you want to lose 20 pounds and gain it all back, then definitely don't listen to this episode. If you want to lose 20 pounds and keep it off forever, I've got some good stuff for you. If you do enjoy it, if this resonates with you, I would love to hear about it. You can just let me know by, number one, leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Number two, you can take a screenshot of the episode, post it to your stories on Instagram, and tag me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. And now, enjoy the episode. All right, welcome everybody to another Monday night In the Facebook community, if you're not here with us, you should be. You should join the personality diet and neurotype training because this is where all the magic happens. It's an amazing community growing every day. One of the most supportive groups that I've ever been a part of. Uh, I love just seeing how we support each other, pick each other up. You know, and and it's it's cool because it's not just like a rah-rah cheerleader vibe. It's it's real, it's authentic, people sharing their struggles, sharing their wins sharing their failures, sharing their success. It's a lot of everything. And that's, that's real, right? That's, that's life. So I really appreciate that about the group. Anyway, you should be in here with us. Um, I've got some stuff to go over today. I'm going to go over what I would do if I had 20 pounds to lose. If I were starting today and I had a goal of losing 20 pounds, I'm going to explain the simplest path to accomplish that. Now, when I say simple, I use that word intentionally. I'm not saying that it's easy. I'm just saying that it's the most straightforward, the most efficient path forward, the simplest path forward. If it were easy, everybody would do it. The reality is that most people will ignore it. Most people will think that they can do it on their own. Most people will think that it's not intense enough, that it's not extreme enough. All of these things that we believe to be true. Typically, we have a whole history of evidence logically to let us know that what I'm about to explain is the path, but we ignore, we forget very quickly, or we allow those pre-existing beliefs to stay in our brains and we, we never rewrite that narrative. So we continue to think, for example, that constantly eating less is the way to lose body fat. So we end up on this roller coaster of trying to restrict calories really low and maybe making a little bit of progress and then not being able to sustain it. 
and then losing all of that progress and then starting over. It's the, the classic roller coaster, one that I'm all too familiar with, something that I went many years doing. I lived on that roller coaster. I was like home to me. It was comfortable because it was predictable. I could always tell like when I was reaching that tipping point. You know when you feel like I'm at my wits end and you you just keep going for some reason and you can see like it's almost like you can predict the future, you can see it happening, but you still it's like knowing what's behind the door, you know, like in a movie when you're watching and you know this person's about to walk through this door and like somebody's waiting for them and you're like don't walk through the door. That's what it's like. And you're watching yourself walk through that door. You're like, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to, you know, screw it all and unravel all this progress. And then we're like, well, wait a minute. I lost some weight doing that thing. I should go back to that thing. And we don't realize that doing that thing was the reason that the unhinging happened. The reason that we, you know, the wheels flew off. Um, I actually got a really cool message in uh, one of our team chats. Um, Catherine, who is is part of the POP team, she's also a client. Uh, She shared a really powerful story in our group chat and she sent it today, which was funny because I was planning on doing this episode and then she sent this message. And uh, I just want to read it real quick because I think that it is super powerful for everybody. She said, hey, Mike, I wanted to share this with you and the team. A dear friend of mine was on Optavia a little while after I started with POP. She dropped 70 pounds in literal lightning speed. I'm not a jealous person in any capacity, but I was full green monster of envy with this for some reason. Anyway, poor Ashley, Ashley being uh, her coach, our, her coach with pop, uh, poor Ashley had to hear my pangs of failure a few times. Failure in the sense that here I was working, um, working my tail off, eating, working out, uh, and, and maybe that was all the shit and I should just do what my friend was doing, right? We've all felt that way before. We see somebody who's successful and like, maybe I should just follow their plan, follow what they're doing. So anyway, um, she says, now she's gaining all of her weight back in the same speed. Can't keep her nutrition together, lost her flow. I'm not the least bit happy to hear it. It really hurts because it's a struggle that I understand and have suffered through. But since joining pop, slow and steady, isn't glamorous, but let me tell you, it fucking works mentally, physically, and emotionally. Mindset is far more important than the scale. So I've learned master your mind. The rest follows go fast or go far. I'll take far forever. Uh, So that was the message that Kat sent to me and the team. And it really sets the frame here for this conversation, because if you want to go fast, if you want to lose 70 pounds in lightning speed, and gain it all back really quickly, there are a ton of programs that will accomplish exactly that for you. A very easy way to know for sure if if you're about to join one of those programs is do they slash your calories really low? Do they give you arbitrary rules with your exercise requirements or lack thereof? Do they tell you all the foods that you're not allowed to eat? Do they put all of these intense boundaries around your life? Do you feel like you could do this forever? That's the litmus test. Can I do this forever? Am I willing to do this forever? If not, shouldn't fucking do it. It's actually pretty simple. 
And that's why I say the path that I'm about to outline is the simplest path because we can make that, we can assess that litmus test. Am I willing to do this forever? If yes, great. If no, you probably shouldn't do it because if you are successful, that means you're tied to that process. If you are successful, like this person that Catherine was talking about, for her to be continue to be successful, she's married to Optavia. That means she can't eat real food. That means she's not allowed to strength train. She's now marrying that protocol. That's not a good place to be. If you're not willing to do it forever, don't fucking do it. And a lot of times I look at macros and, and people have, have a, a hard time with that. Like, well, I really appreciate macros are super helpful, but I don't know if I can see myself doing it forever. You don't have to track macros forever. The point is, are you willing to do it forever? So if you told me that I could accomplish everything that I wanted, but I would just have to continue tracking forever, I would probably take that. It's not a big deal to me. Now, I just spent the last six months not tracking a single thing. I like taking a break from macros, but I would be willing. That's the key word. I would be willing to do it forever. So it makes sense that when I'm trying to dial things in, that I use macros as the tool for me as an individual. That doesn't mean that that has to be the case for everybody, but it's a great kind of litmus test. Am I willing to do this forever? If yes, then that's a, a pretty good idea because sustainability matters. If no, it's a good idea to find something else. So how do we begin the path to 20 pounds? I can tell you my literal first step before anything else would be to hire a coach. And I know that you're probably going to roll your eyes like, oh, I can't afford coaching. Um, it's whatever, whatever excuse you have right now. I can tell you with 1000% certainty that I wasted more time and money by avoiding coaching than anything else. That was the biggest time waster and the biggest money waster. I'm talking about 10 years of hardship, 10 years of struggle because I was too fucking stubborn to admit that I needed some help. I'm sorry, but the best thing that you can do to begin your journey or reinvigorate your journey or get yourself on the right path is to hire a coach. Now, it does have to be the right fit. Not all coaches are quality coaches. Unfortunately, there's a ton of shit coaches out there. There's, there's probably millions of coaches. Not all of them are very good. So it has to be the right fit. But number one, definitively, the first move that I would make is investing in a coach. Now, there's, there's, there's another litmus test that you can do. You can use this litmus test to determine whether your goals are really a priority to you or not. Because your actions and your energy and your time tell a pretty clear picture. They paint a pretty clear picture. So one thing that you can do, if something is a top priority for you, but let's say that you actually can't afford it. Now, I'm not willing to believe that that's the case for most people who say they can't afford it, but that's a whole different conversation. So let's say you're interested. Let's say you believe in coaching and you think that it's going to help you, but you truly can't afford it. 
you've looked at your budget, you've looked at ways that you can save and whatever, you've looked at areas you can cut back, uh, you know, you've considered financing options and, and legitimately you cannot afford it. By the way, that is, is very rare for the, for the people that I speak to most of the time, uh, they can make it happen. They just choose not, if they, if they choose to go in a different direction, it's their choice. It's not because they actually can't afford it. It's just an excuse. Anyway, for those that truly can't, consider this. Would you be willing, let's just say um, it's, let's say it's a, a $10,000 investment, whatever that looks like. Doesn't have, we can't, we don't even have to be talking about coaching. We could talk, we, let's talk about saving for like your kid's college or something like that. If that's important to you, and let's just say hypothetically, there's a $10,000 investment. Would you be willing to put the next $10,000 that you make, assuming everything else is covered, right? Your, your basic essentials to just live are covered and everything over that, the next $10,000 you put towards that investment for your kid to go to college, that will tell you if it's your top priority, if you'd be willing to do that. Now, if you'd be willing to put half of that money towards that $10,000 investment, that will tell you if it's a semi-important priority. And if you're not willing to do that at all, it's not a priority. It's really straightforward. The top priority, if it's the top priority that you have, you would be willing to put the next X amount of dollars towards that thing if it's your top priority. If it's a high priority, but not your top priority, you might not be willing to put every single dollar, but you might be willing to put half or 40% or 60% or something like that. And if it's not a priority at all, you'll just throw your arms up in the air and say, I can't afford it, which is a lie that you're telling yourself. So that's a, another litmus test to really gauge where you're at, to be honest with yourself. Is this truly something that I want? With coaching, it's no different. Uh, the last coach that I hired was five five thousand for six months. It was a five thousand dollar investment for six months, um, and I was able, fortunately, to make the payment. Never thought twice about it because I look back at the ten years and how much money I spent, and I'm like, if I had just done real coaching from the very beginning, the the value in return so far exceeds $5,000. It's stupid. It's not even, it's astronomical how far it exceeds that number. We're, we're so short-term focused. Like we, we never have the ability to like zoom out and think about what you're getting back. Not, not even talking about saving money. Like I actually spent a lot of money on stupid programs and diets and things that didn't work. I'm not even talking about that. That in it of itself far exceeded $5,000. I'm talking about the, the peace of mind, the quality of life, the improvement in relationships, in my health, in my you know, physical fitness, all the, the value, the confidence, all of that. You're literally putting a price on that when you say, like, I can do this on my own. I'm, I'm not going to do coaching. It's not the right time. I can't afford it. All the, all the excuses that you tell yourself, you're literally putting a value on all of those things and saying that it's not a priority, that it's not important. So consider that, like actually consider that because 
without question, that would be step number one there. If I were to try like, and, and I'm not even just saying this with regards to fat loss, if I wanted to accomplish anything, any goal, I would look at who is somebody that has experience helping other people accomplish what I want to accomplish. That's it. That's the thought process right there. Who is the person that has experience and is really good at helping people accomplish what I'm trying to accomplish? And I'm going to go talk to that person and see if it's a good fit for us to work together. I would absolutely not just start guessing on my own. That is the quickest way to waste time, to spin your wheels, to be frustrated, to feel like a failure, and to waste a lot of money in the long run. So sometimes we have to zoom out. We're always so zoomed in. It's like the person who who can't get off the scale, like the, the daily movement of the scale. They live and die by that number. It's the same concept. You have to zoom out. You have to look at the big picture. The scale is going to go up and down, up and down. We want to zoom out. We want to look at the trend, the averages over time. It doesn't matter what happens on a day-to-day basis. All that's going to do is put you in a negative mindset because your negative emotions are up to seven times more powerful than your positive emotions. So the day that the scale goes up and you feel shitty, you're going to feel seven times shittier than you do feel um, than the, the euphoria that you'll feel on the day that the scale goes down. You're setting yourself up to be miserable more often than happy by focusing on that day-to-day, hanging on that day-to-day number. You have to zoom out. It's the same thing here. You have to zoom out, look at the big picture, the value in return. Anyway, I'll, I'll end my rant there. Um, the second thing that I would do is I would have to look at starting point. Like, where's your starting point? So many people make this mistake. They don't know where they're starting. So many people jump into programs and the starting point is like, all right, well, you're going to do all these train, you're going to do all these workouts, you're going to do all this cardio, you're going to restrict your calories, you're going to be on this supplement plan, you're going to do all like this fasting protocol. And they literally give them 10 different things to focus on, not knowing where this person is starting. So the, the base level is we have to determine what is the minimum effective dose for you to see progress. That's like for, for me, I've been training five days a week lately. For me to say, all right, well, I'm going to start this program and I'm going to start training seven days a week. That is a ridiculous thought process because I have historical evidence to suggest that I can't stay consistent with seven days a week. I actually am starting to feel right now that five days a week is too much for me. So me personally, I know that four days a week is my wheelhouse. I'm not going to like six days a week, seven days a week, even five. That would not make sense. I need to stay with my minimum effective dose where I know I can be 100% consistent. 100% consistent. For me, enough with training looks like four days a week. And I would do the same thing with my nutrition. Can we track calories? Can we start with putting together quality meals? Like, depends on where you're starting. For the person that has a lot of experience tracking macros, great. That's a different starting point from, than somebody who has no idea what macros are or somebody who's only ever tracked calories but hasn't tracked specific macros. So, first, I would say, can we get consistent with simply tracking? 
just tracking, not even trying to hit targets, depending like the person who's coming in, they're, they're kind of new to tracking. Like we're just going to start there. What's the minimum effective dose where we can gain some awareness around how much you're eating? And that's it. Like, can you stay consistent with that? Sometimes people jump to seven different things. When the plan falls apart, you really don't know what part of the plan it was that caused that other than you have seven things that you're trying to juggle. But if I'm focused on one thing, I'm just tracking. That's that's it. That's my one assignment for like two weeks. I'm just tracking. That's all I'm doing. And I can't stay consistent with that. Well, now I know definitively what the issue is. I can't even stay consistent with tracking for, for two weeks straight. That's the problem that we have to fix. Now we fix that and we can start to build, right? It's like if you started training, let's say you were brand new to training and you started training three days a week, but you couldn't stay consistent with three. Well, now we know that's the problem. Let's go down to one. Let's start with one. Let's get consistent. All right. You proved that you can do one workout per week. Now we can go to two. This is how behavior changes. This is literally the science of behavior modification. This is exactly how it is done in real life. But we lose sight of that with our fitness and nutrition. We make it this all or nothing thing. Like we have to fix everything now and we try to rush the process like this poor individual who lost 70 pounds very quickly and is now gaining everything back very quickly. We lose sight of what matters. We lose sight of how real behavior change happens because that 70 pounds down, she didn't learn any new behaviors. Nothing changed other than I followed this ridiculous plan for as long as I possibly could, even though I was a ticking time bomb throughout the duration of the process until finally I exploded. That's not how success happens. Behavior modification, behavior change happens by what is enough first, the minimum effective dose. What's enough for you? Prove to yourself that you can stay consistent with that. And then we can build the next thing. And what happens is you become so consistent, it actually just becomes a part of what you do. It no longer becomes a thought process. There are people like I'm, I'm at the point now where tracking, the cognitive load of tracking is next to zero for me. I don't spend any mental energy on tracking because it's second nature. I've done it for so long. Now, I still like to take a break from it. Like I said, I've been, it's been six months. I just got back into tracking for the last week. Six months, no issues because I have behavior changes. I move my body. I train. I eat mostly quality foods. I prioritize sleep. I manage my stress. I've got a solid supplement routine. We'll get to that in a second. That's at like the top of the pyramid. So the first thing is what's enough. Then once we have that solidified, right? So let let me just continue on with that real quick. The calorie tracking example, if that person eventually becomes really consistent with that, great. Now we can maybe set a calorie target. How many days can we set and hit that calorie target? Can you stay consistent? with a single calorie target for a certain period of time. Then we can layer on protein and calories. And then we can get to the point where we're tracking all of our macros. Or if we're looking at it from a non-tracking standpoint, it can simply be adding in servings of veggies, 
adding in quality protein sources with each meal? And then can we get to a well-balanced plate? Like every single meal is a well-balanced plate. Then we look at the snacks in between. Overall, we're trying to assess in a similar fashion as tracking, how much are you eating and what is the quality of those food sources, right? So we want to get that pretty well-established first and prove that we can stay consistent with that. If not, nothing else matters. If you, if you get hung up there, none of the other, nothing else matters. It doesn't matter. You have to be able to prove to yourself that you can stay consistent with enough first, minimum effective dose. Let's start there. Okay. Then as we move up, now we can start to incorporate balance. Okay. Like now we're, we're creating balance with the plan. Like I know that I'm going to eat X amount of calories with this kind of macro structure. I know that I'm going to, you know, balance my workouts with uh, upper body, lower body, upper, lower. Like instead of just I'm checking the boxes by getting to the gym, now we add structure, right? Now we've, we've gone up the ladder. We've gone to, you know, from enough to balance. We've gone from enough to balance. Now we have a balanced approach. We have four days a week of training or three days or two, whatever your number is. We have the balanced approach with our nutrition. We have, you know, movement. We have stress management. There's balance there. Now we can incorporate structure. Like at this time, I do my workout. Um, at this time, I recover. This is when I start my morning routine, right? We start to add a little bit of structure. We've got, we know what enough is. We know how to balance enough. Now we can add more structure to the plan um, in terms of like, maybe my calories are different on this day versus this day. Maybe my workouts are different and I, you know, have a recovery protocol. Uh, We start to, and we actually start to put parameters around that. Uh, I'm going to train I'm going to put it in my calendar that I'm training at this time. I'm going to put it in my calendar that I'm walking at this time, right? We start to add that structure where we know that these things are going to happen. Um, Then we get into things like novelty. Now we've got like the whole base of the pyramid is, is pretty well formed. So it's easy to be like, all right, well, I'm in this groove where I'm consistent with the minimum effective dose. I have balance. I have structure. So now I can incorporate novelty where I know um, I can do things like having alcohol and vacations and all the things that I want in my life. Um, that has to be part of my plan. So as we're building this structure, as we're building this whole pyramid, um, that is going to ultimately lead us to the 20 pound down goal. Um, we have all of the pieces in place and we're, we're working in logical order. By the way, we're basically following um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Um, that's, that's what we're following. It's basic human needs, basic psychological uh, human needs. So we're starting at the bottom enough. When we look at that pyramid, it's, you know, it's like the basics, food, water, shelter, that sort of thing. Um, and we continue up the pyramid. So we start with enough then we get to balance, then we get to structure, then we get to, to novelty. And then at the very top, we have the, the complex systems that add like that little 2%, 1%. Uh, at the top of the pyramid, it's, you know, they're, they're diminishing returns, but diminishing returns are still returns. So, you know, if you're somebody who's highly competitive, 
that 1% might be a huge deal. If you're just trying to get fit and lose 20 pounds, you know, 1% is probably not a big deal. But you have to earn your right to get to the top of the pyramid. Now, they can all kind of work synergistically here, but a lot of people jump right to the top of the pyramid and they're like, I want to do the complex shit right now. Like, I want this crazy fasting protocol. I want this crazy workout plan. I want to do, you know, I want to time my my nutrition around my training perfectly. It's like, you haven't even proven that you can stay consistent with, with just basic nutrition, with like your basic nutrition needs. You, you can't, you haven't proven yet that you're not going to slash calories and go on some fad crash diet. You haven't proven that yet. You don't get to start at the top of the pyramid. You have to earn your way up. It's, it's amazing how so many people want to jump to the most difficult shit first. That actually brings the least amount of returns. It's like, all right, I'm going to start with the 1% instead of the bottom of the pyramid, which moves the needle like 90%. We don't even need, like if we just focus on the minimum effective dose and we compound that over time, we will crush every single time. That is a great formula to win. Just build the foundation and execute it over and over and over again. A really effective way to get to where you want to be. But most people start at the top. They start at, I want to do the, the complex shit. And that's why, unfortunately, a lot of people will ignore this, just how it is. A lot of people will think that it's, it's not intense enough. It's not hardcore enough. There's no way that this could possibly work. It's way too simple. And what I would say is then prove it. Prove me wrong. Do this, commit to it, and see what happens. Or better yet, join our fucking coaching and you'll see what happens because this is what we do. We implement behavior modification to create sustainable change. And we rinse and repeat that over and over again. And all of our clients crush, all of our clients achieve their goals and never have to look back. They never have to worry about their relationship with food. They never have to stress about regaining the weight like this poor individual who's about to gain 70 pounds back in record time. They don't have to worry about that shit. Catherine just said it. It's like since joining pop. I no longer have to worry about that, even though through her entire life, that was her reality. It's amazing how people are like, there's no way that this can work. It's way too simple. And I'm like, yeah, just try it. There's a reason why we do what we do, because it fucking works. We like to help people. We like to save them from all of the bullshit that they've tried in the past. And we like to show them a better path that leads to food freedom, body freedom, the results that you desire. It's amazing. We have people who are struggling for years to try 25 years plus to try to make any progress and felt like they were a lost cause. We get them results and now they're maintaining their results while traveling, having wine. Like Mel has a client who literally gets to drink every single night. She has a glass of wine every single night, still crushing, was never able to make progress like that always felt too restricted. Now she gets to drink every night, a glass of wine every night and still crushes. It's, it's science. It actually is how behavior change happens because now she has the foundation, the behavior modification that is instilled. It's part of her now. She doesn't have to look back. She doesn't feel like she's dieting because she's not. She's living life. She looks the way that she wants. She feels amazing. She has the novelty of her, you know, her family dinners or her wine, all the things that she enjoys. It's what we do. 
So if you don't think this is intense enough, I would ask you to look at historical evidence. When has that worked for you in the past? If you tried something really extreme and you're still doing it and you're still successful, great, keep doing it if that makes you happy. But if you want sustainability, this is how this is exactly how you maintain your results forever and never look back. And that's why I say when I talk about the investment, that's exactly why I say it, it pays for itself over and over again, because how, how do you put a value on that? I know that if you had told me 10 years ago, and if you showed me a crystal ball and you were like, this is the next 10 years of your dieting life, how much would you pay to not go through that? Fuck. I, I mean, literally pick a number. I don't care. I'll come up with it somehow. I'll, I'll sell myself. I'll get on the street corner and start stripping for dollars. Like whatever I have to do, I'll fucking pay it not to have to go through that shit. Anyway, so that's how we go through the hierarchy of needs. That's how we get to the top of the pyramid. The top of the pyramid is things like your, your supplement protocol, like you know, getting in that 1%. By the way, if you're going to get in the 1%, it makes sense to get it in from a trusted source, which is why I highly recommend Organifi. You guys know I've been talking about it almost every episode now. The greens juice is my favorite. The gold juice, best night drink ever. Like it's that that little chocolatey warmth that just hits right before bed. Go check them out, organifi.com slash popfam, and then use code popfam at checkout for 20% off all of their products. They have amazing products. You can look only the top quality ingredients. Like they don't use anything fakes, no, no artificial shit at all. I trust them. I've been using them for five years now, I think, four years, something like that. So to have them as, as part of you know, what we get to offer for you guys is, is really a blessing. So take advantage of it. It's 20% off Organifi.com slash PopFam. Use code PopFam at checkout. Uh, but that's the top of the pyramid. And, and they would admit that too, which is why I really respect them. Um, they talk about that all the time. It's like, look, you know, supplements are, are not going to move the needle as much as your, you know, movement, lifestyle, nutrition, like those are the big rocks. But if you're going to get to that top of the pyramid, you might as well do it with, with a trusted source. And I, and I wholeheartedly agree with that. So check them out. Um, while we're on the topic, this is like totally out of left field because there's literally no good way for me to work this into an episode about nutrition and fitness and, and body composition without just ripping the bandaid off because we do have another sponsor of the show. I don't know if you guys have heard, but we have officially partnered with Manscaped. So Manscaped is exactly what it sounds like. They're going to keep private parts nice and clean and tidy and well-groomed. The best gift that you can get for your partner or husband, boyfriend, whatever, um, any man in your life will thank you profusely for getting them hooked up with Manscaped. I'm telling you, it is a real problem that they solved. I used to bitch and moan about that all the time. Super awkward to try and shave down there. Manscaped makes it easy. And I no longer fear putting on the razor uh, because it's so smooth. It's, it's, it's literally like magic. So if you go to Manscaped and you use code POPFAM at checkout, they're going to hook you up with 20% off and free shipping. I'm telling you, Valentine's Day is around the corner. Start to plan ahead. If you've got, you know, your husband, boyfriend, partner, 
a man in your life, it will be the best gift. My sister hooked up three different men in her life. She got three different of the, uh, the grooming packages and said that all three of them were like, this was by far the best gift that I received over the holiday season. So do yourself a favor and go get hooked up with that manscape.com code pop fam at checkout. All right. Um, moving on. So now that we've got like the, the pyramid established, we literally have to compound that over time and just let the results happen. Now, more strategically, what I would personally do is I would not restrict my calories very much. I would maybe select two times out of the year, two times out of the year to hit a eight week or so intentional fat loss phase. And what all that means is that I'm so like, if we think about the way that progress normally happens, all right. And and I know that you guys, if you're, if you're watching on Facebook right now, you can see me, but if you're listening on the podcast, you can't, you can't see me, but I want you to visualize this. I want you to visualize a ceiling and a floor. The ceiling is your best effort. The ceiling is the best that you've ever done. The floor is your worst effort or the worst you've ever done. Now, when we go through the pyramid that I just outlined, right? We start with what's enough, what's the minimum effective dose. We start to integrate those behaviors, prove that we can stay consistent, right? Then we incorporate balance. Then we incorporate structure. Then we incorporate novelty. And then we can get to the complex shit, right? But once we start with the minimum effective dose and we start to integrate those behaviors and we stay consistent, what we're doing is we're essentially increasing our floor. We're no longer going to have the like crazy, wild, out of control binges. Because think about what most people do is most people try to live at their ceiling for as long as they can. That's ba- like that's your, your best dieting effort is your ceiling. Your, your best training effort ever, that's your ceiling. Most people try to live up there. And here's what nobody tells you. There's a paradigm. It's called best month, worst, best month, worst month. And essentially all it means is that your best effort makes you the most susceptible to your worst effort. It happens in every industry. You are the most susceptible to fat gain after your best dieting effort. Don't believe me? Ask any bodybuilder or bikini competitor. Ask them how that goes post-show. You are most susceptible to fat gain after your best dieting effort. In business, you are the most susceptible after your best revenue month. In sports, athletes are most susceptible to physical injury or to mental burnout after their best performance, their best season. Best month, best month, worst month paradigm. You are the most susceptible, but most people try to live at their ceiling. So they make themselves really susceptible to a low floor and they oscillate back and back and forth between the ceiling and the floor. And it's this big wide channel. There's a huge gap there. So what we do with this, this process is we simply close that gap. We elevate the floor and we stop trying to live at the ceiling. And it's amazing. Again, might not be sexy, might not be intense or extreme, but it's really effective. And, it, and it's actually how science works. So if you 
if, if you have ever looked into behavior modification, behavior change, this is exactly how it happens. So we try and elevate the floor. We stop trying to live at the ceiling. And then what happens is we, we close that channel. Now, there's still going to be this oscillation, right? Some days are going to be better than others. It's never going to be linear. Every day is not just going to be a carbon copy. We're not going to live in Groundhog's Day, right? There's going to be this, this uh, you know, up and down between days. And that's totally normal. We just don't want these extreme pendulum swings. We just want to close that gap. So now your floor is a little bit higher. You're not trying to live at the ceiling. But it, the longer that you keep that going, the more that you build up your floor, which allows you to then intentionally hit your ceiling, right? So we haven't tried to live at the ceiling. We've elevated the floor. We've lived in in more of a, a balanced state. But now two times out of the year, we can be intentional about hitting the ceiling and maybe even going through the roof. Because sometimes what you realize is that the only reason you are capping out at a certain ceiling is because your floor was so fucking low. Once your floor gets higher, now you can aim higher also. So you break through your previous best. You're like, oh man, actually, I've got a lot more in the tank. Mentally, I'm in a much better place. Physically, I feel way better. So you've taken like eight weeks to attack the ceiling. And you have the awareness that you are the most susceptible after that best effort. So because of that, you don't try to do too much. You don't try to overextend yourself. You just get back to your floor and you continue on. And that is exactly how I would approach it. 20 pounds will happen before you know it. Now, here's the thing. It will feel like it's taking longer. It will feel like it's a slower process. But at the end, if you zoom out, I promise you, it will happen way quicker than trying to shortcut it from the beginning. Because we know what happens, right? Lose 70 pounds, gain it back. How'd that work out? I tried this for for 10 years. 10 years, I tried the fast lane. I'm going to live at my ceiling. I never got to where I wanted to be. So even if it took me two years, which it didn't, but let's just say hypothetically, it took me two years, three years, four years, I still did it faster. So if you zoom out, because while you're going through it, you're going to be like, this, this actually feels slow. This actually feels like it's not like things aren't moving. Now, having said that, sometimes, and I, I would say more often than not, our clients have the light bulb moment very early on in the process, which is, which is necessary. There needs to be some buy-in. There needs to be that early win where you're like, okay, I can feel this difference, which by the way, we, we offer a 21-day money-back guarantee with our program. We do that for a reason because within that 21-day period, oftentimes our clients are like, okay, I get it. Usually there's some light bulb moment or they feel different. They're like, this is like nothing I've tried before. I have a really good feeling that I can do this. And all of a sudden they become more confident. Um, now, of course, some of the old thoughts will still creep in. Some of their pre-existing beliefs will still manifest, but that's why you have a coach. Like again, getting back to point number one, 
That's why you have a coach. Like, why are we leaving this up to chance? It's so ridiculous to me. Anyway, um, I won't get back on another rant about that because I could go off. Uh, but that's why you have a coach. So it will feel like it's taking longer. But in the end, if you zoom out, you'll see how much quicker it actually happens. And you will notice a difference pretty early on in the process, just in how you feel. You'll have a quick win. You'll feel more energetic. You might even see some body comp, body comp changes just because you're focusing on the, 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 the base, like you're focusing on the foundation that moves the needle. So you're not focusing on the 1%. The 1%, like sometimes you're, you're really working hard and you're like, why am I doing everything and nothing's working? Um, Rana is a great example of that. Rana came to us. She was doing an hour of strength training, an hour, no, I'm sorry, an hour and a half of strength training and an hour of cardio and eating 1200 calories every day. And was like, why am I not making progress? That is like going so far above the base. And she's like, I, I literally could not make a smidge of progress. We're like, yeah, okay, so let's do less. Let's get your calories to a normal range. Let's focus on consistency. Let's create the balance. Let's have some structure. Let's give you the novelty. She takes trips all the time, drinks, enjoys herself, still has abs. It's not that complicated. It's effective. It works. The biggest challenge is your belief. It's actually ditching the old mindset. It's getting out of those old thoughts. And all you have to do to realize that is look back at what you've been through. You have historical evidence. You know what you've been through. You know what you've experienced. You know what have, hasn't worked for you. It's all right there. The writing is on the wall. You just have to read it. You have to realize if all of that shit was going to work, it would have worked by now. I have to do something different. That path is real behavior modification, behavior change. It's how it happens. That ha that's how it has to happen. Now, I would follow that two times a year. I would, I would hit my ceiling, surpass my ceiling, hopefully, keep my floor elevated. And I would let those habits and those behavior changes compound over time until I achieved my 20-pound goal. Wouldn't take very long. If I had a 50-pound goal, I would literally do the exact same thing. No, I would not extend the length of dieting. No, I would not extend uh, you know, the extremity of, of my fat loss phase or anything like that. I literally wouldn't change a thing. I would just expand my time horizon a little bit. I would continue to compound those behavior changes until I reached 50 pounds. And it would be easy. We had somebody who literally just surpassed the 80-pound mark. That's, I think, our second client in the last month that has crossed that milestone. Easy. It's literally simple. It's not easy. It's simple. The reason why it's not easy, because you, you talk yourself out of it. You convince yourself that you don't need coaching. You convince yourself that you can do this on your own. And you waste time and you waste money. And then you lie to yourself and, and say that you can't afford it. It's just switching that perspective. That's all it is. Change the lens through which you view that problem. You'll see how much of a difference it makes. And the only thing left to do is just to prove it to yourself. If you, if you don't think that that's accurate, if you think that I'm full of shit, that's fine. You don't have, nobody has to listen to me. I'm just 
one person rambling on a podcast. That's it. Um, I don't have a very big brain. I'm not all that smart, but I do know a thing or two about behavior change. I figured some things out along the way, and we've got a pretty crazy track record, a pretty epic track record to back it up. But the, the last thing to do is just see for yourself. Again, there's zero risk. You have nothing to lose. And you can watch the magic happen. You can watch it unfold, literally, in front of your eyes. Watch it happen. You'll be the next person who's doing a testimonial, who's saying, I was skeptical. I didn't believe it could be that easy. I didn't believe it could be that simple. But here we are, and I'm down X amount of pounds. I feel amazing. More importantly, I have a better relationship with food. I have a better relationship with my kids. Like, Watch what happens to every other area of your life. You'll apply this. You'll apply this to your work. You apply this to your relationships. That's how it gets better. Think about your relationships. What's the minimum effective dose of communication? What's the minimum effective dose of quality time that you need? What's the minimum effective dose of, of travel, of vacations? Literally everything in your life follows this same formula. Start with enough, then add balance, then add structure, then add novelty, and then you can get to the complexities last. That's all I got for you guys. Uh, you should probably reach out to me. If you want to hit me up on Facebook, it's Michael Milner now. I have to use my full name for, for Facebook. Uh, if you want to hit me up on Instagram, it's at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. Either way, if you are interested in getting help, if you want to implement this for yourself, if you have a goal of losing 20 pounds, 50 pounds, 100 pounds, if you want to improve your relationship with food, if you're already lean and you want to get leaner, if you want to set a better, better example for your kids, if you want to fit better in your clothes, if you want to look better in the mirror, whatever your goals are, they all happen exactly this way. Behavior modification. We have to know where you're starting. We have to know where you want to go, and we will create the most efficient path forward. Um, just reach out, and I will talk to you guys very soon.